What is good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Commander Show. Uh, we're talking, what are the Washington Commanders going to do at pick 11? What can they possibly do? There's tons of options, tons of choices. I'm going to run my intro, and I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to explore several different scenarios that could happen. I might even do a live mock draft while we are on the stream. So let's go, let's go ahead and get this thing on and popping, and then we'll take it from there. Bloopers. <clears throat> In the midst of finding my intro. All right, there. So we obviously know that the Washington Commanders are in dire need for a wide receiver. They are in dire need for a linebacker. We need a free safety. There's tons of choices, tons of different scenarios that could happen in this draft. And you're going to see players get traded before the draft. You're going to see different things that is going to change everything. Let's say, for example, Debo Samuels gets traded right to the Jets. That means that the Jets possibly trade pick number 10, which means that the Jets most likely, I mean, San Francisco most likely would be in the market for a wide receiver. Now, I don't think San Francisco takes a wide receiver at pick 10 if they do acquire that pick from the Jets, but it's just something to think about. Oh, let me see who's in the chat. <clears throat> What's good? What's good, my brother? Appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. It's going to be a quick, a quick one, a, a quick short uh, stream. Um, so, I had a post that somebody uh, had the other day, and the post made so much sense. They listed six players that the Washington Commanders could possibly be looking at at pick 11. Let's say for some odd reason the team does not trade down. There's different scenarios to why the team, why the team might not trade down. Number one, you have Kyle Hamilton. If Kyle Hamilton falls to number 11, to me, he's possibly the best defender in this draft. We're not talking about the pass rushers. I know there's some pretty good pass rushers in this draft. There's some pretty good linebackers in this draft, but we all know that we're not drafting a linebacker. Kyle Hamilton is so versatile. He can play the linebacker spot. He can play both safety spots. He's just a generational talent. He's a special talent. And if Kyle Hamilton falls to 11, it's a no-brainer. you got to take him. That's just my opinion. There are other people who say, oh, no, you need a wide receiver. You do not need a wide receiver at pick 11. Okay? Now, if Kyle Hamilton falls – or Stingley, or Sauce Gardner, you really got to think about it because these are three players that can come in and change any team. You add one of, one of these three guys, Washington's defense takes a whole nother step. Now, corner is possibly not something that you're looking for in the first round, but I'm telling you guys, if you go ahead and grab a guy like Hamilton, it's game changer. What's good, Jairus, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Uh, yeah, so back to my list. There's six players, like I said. Kyle Hamilton, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave, Derek Stingley Jr., and Sauce Gardner. Now, obviously, you don't take Olave at 11. You can trade back. If you trade back from 11 down, then you can take an Olave and then acquire an extra uh, uh, pick in the third or maybe fourth. You just acquire more assets. Olave is pretty good. He creates separation. He's a he's possibly the like the smoothest route route runner in this draft. So I like Olave a lot, but not at eleven. 
Now, when you look at Drake London, I'm not a big Drake London fan, but he's a guy that you got to grab if he's there at 11, if that's what you're looking for. Um, by far, the two top guys that you know you would grab at wide receiver if they're there at 11, that makes a lot of sense is Garrett Wilson and Drake London. The value is just so rich at 11 to grab one of those two guys. Now, there's a scenario where you can trade back and then you acquire an extra third. Then you can possibly go brisker in the second round, right? You can go linebacker of your choice. You can go tight end. You can go running back if you chose because you have that extra third round pick. But with limited assets, right, you can't really do too much. I did say that I was going to do a mock draft. I will do that <clears throat> while I'm in the stream. Um I tried so hard to keep my mind off of draft talk, but I mean, at this point, I literally have to talk draft because next week the draft is here. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and get this mock draft on and popping. Hope everybody's doing well that's listening. Um, this episode is definitely going into the podcast uh, for sure. So let's see what a um, let's see what a mock draft looks like. Let's see what a mock draft looks like, especially doing this thing live. Um, we'll like, we'll probably do two mock drafts or three, um, just to see the different scenarios. So here's Washington at pick eleven, right? We need a trade partner. Okay, uh, let's look at there's several teams. Let's go ahead and start the draft, and then we'll go ahead and and uh, make some trades. So checking trades, let's see, New Orleans Saints, that's, see, but here's the thing with New Orleans. They traded to get the Philly pick, which I don't think they're going to trade any more assets to move up, but you never know. They might be a player, maybe a quarterback that ends up at pick 11 that they might want. So let's say we trade back from 11 to 16, right? Then we acquire their uh, pick 98 or maybe pick 120. Let's go for 98. This makes more sense. Um, so we pick up pick 98. Uh, let's go ahead and make this trade offer. They accept the trade. We resume the draft. So now we slide back three or four spots, right? So in this group right here, you know, we don't need a, a center. We don't need a tackle. We're not going to draft another linebacker, even though I love Nicole Dean. You don't take a linebacker in the first round. You don't take an off-ball linebacker in the first round. That's a rule uh, that I'm learning uh, so you have Chris Olave. I do love Sky Moore, but Sky Moore is, for me, is a guy that I'll grab in the second round. I think that Sky Moore is possibly the best slot wide receiver in this draft, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for an outside wide receiver, whether they're big, whether they're small. We just need a guy that can go out there and create separation. Now, I do like Dotson in the second round as well, but I'm going to go Chris Olave right here just for this example that I'm doing. Maybe the next uh, one that I do, I'll do one where – I do not take a wide receiver at pick 11. So we, we have drafted Chris Olave um, in the first round with pick 16. All right, let me get back on my screen. I keep trying to go back and forth, talking to you guys, and then coming back. All right, so we've made our pick. So now at pick 47, we definitely need a game changer. We need a guy who, who can step in right away and, you know, play ball. Leo Chanel, I like him. Uh, you have Brisker, Juwan Brisker. Um, you have Brian Asamoah. 
Uh, you have Troy Anderson. There's so many great options within this group of guys right here. And then, you know, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. These are guys that we can possibly draft. If you say you want Carson Wentz to have a successful season, you want to surround the team with a lot of weapons, which means possibly grabbing one of the top tier running backs. To me, it's Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. Then it's everybody else. Okay. But for this scenario, since we need a game changer on defense, I'm going to go ahead and grab Juwan Brisker. Uh, safety, guy's a beast. <laughs> Look him up. <clears throat> so I, I grabbed Brisker at pick 47. Okay. And we continue with this draft. Our next pick would possibly be uh, pick 98 that we acquired from um, the Saints. Let's see what we do with this pick right here. All right. So with this pick right here, you got uh, several choices. You got several choices. Uh, we already got a safety. We don't necessarily need, need another wide receiver right here, even though you want to load up. Um, we keep scrolling down. Uh, we do need a linebacker. Maybe this is the round that we grab a linebacker. Who's out here? Who's out here? Oh, man. Let me go to the linebackers to see who would be worth taken at this spot. And if you don't see a linebacker that you like, you can always go tight end here and then come back. So we have Shannon Tindall. We have Brandon Smith from Penn State. We have Darion Beavers. Uh, we got some really, really good choices right here. I do like Beavers a lot. But I'm going to go with Shannon Tindall at pick 98. So now we have covered the need for safety. We've covered the need for linebacker. And now um, with our 113th pick, um, this is where you kind of get creative. Now we need an offensive weapon. We already have a wide receiver. We need either a tight end or we need a running back. So I'm going to go and look at the running backs that are available. Let's see if a guy like Zamir White is available. Zamir White is gone. He's a guy that I felt could possibly fit perfectly with this team. But if Zamir White is gone, the other running back that I'm really liking, really, really loving this year is Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong is just skyrocket, skyrocketing up my boards personally. I think he's the third best running back in this draft. Uh, so I'm going to grab Pierre Strong to go with. Uh, Antonio Gibson. I think that's going to be a good pairing right there. You need as much weapons as possible. Now, with our next pick, we can look for a tight end um, or we can look for depth pieces uh, for the rest of this uh, uh, team. So you come out here. Here's the best of the bunch. You have the guard from North Carolina, um, Joshua Ezedu. <laughs> I'm Nigerian. I should be able to pronounce his last name, but it's a unique name that I've never heard before or seen before. Um, you don't need another quarterback. I think we're good on quarterbacks. Uh, Ty Chandler would have been a good pick here if I didn't go running back prior uh, to this pick. Um, I mean, at this point in the draft, you just grab, uh, you know, grab a piece. Uh, let's go ahead and grab another guard. Let's grab a guard. <clears throat> Let's see what we're going to grab with our last seventh-round pick. And it's it's vital that we pick up a third-round pick in this draft because if not, uh, I mean, we're really limited in picks. Um, you can grab another linebacker. At this point, you're just grabbing death pieces that are going to help you out. We're grabbing people that are, um, you know, 
you grabbing pieces that are going to do everything possible. There you go, my baby boy. Y'all, y'all say what's up to the baby boy. Uh, let's grab a tackle. We're going to go ahead and run the next mock draft. But um, I'm going to share my results in a minute for those who, who just hopped on. And then y'all let me know what y'all think about this draft. Oh, we got one more pick. We got one more pick. So we've gotten a tackle. Let's get an uh, interior defensive lineman because we need one of those desperately uh, with, you know, losing uh, pieces like Ioannidis and uh, Settle. So let's see what the rest of our draft looks like. All right. So in this scenario, I traded back from 11 to 16 and picked up an extra third, which is pick 98. We got Chris Olave at pick 16. We got Juwan Brisker at pick 47. We got Shannon Tindall at pick 98. Um, we got Pierre Strong at 113. Um, then we got the guard from North Carolina, Joshua E. At 189, then we got a tackle and an interior defender to finish out the rest of our draft. And these are guys that, you know, they're going to fight to make the team. Now, the computer that does not like me picking Pierre Strong in the fourth round, but I'm telling you guys, I'm high on Pierre Strong. I think that Pierre Strong is the third best running back in this draft. Uh, he had a, a nice 40. Um, you know, he has nice uh, uh, size, power. A speed. Um, so, yeah, y'all look up Pierre Strong. Last year, I wanted Ramondre Stevenson, who got drafted to uh, the Patriots, and I believe he went he went in the fourth round. And Ramondre Stevenson has a chance to be a really good running back in this league. I can see him as a running back of the future for the Patriots. So, a lot of times, you got to go ahead and grab the guys that you believe in, especially when you have, you know, when people are scouting. And, um, you know, we have all these scouts that have watched these guys play every single snap. So it's time to start to see what kind of scouting is behind the Washington Commanders. I'm going to go ahead and do another draft. Um, this one, I'll try to find a different trade partner and then do something different. Let's say that we don't go wide receiver in the first round. So let's say, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, who has some later picks? Let's see, let's see. Chargers have picked 17. Pittsburgh has picked 20. Pick 20 sounds very, very uh, nice right now. So we can do pick 20 and possibly pick up uh, pick 84. Because I'm not going for pick 38 if I'm, you know, moving down. So pick 84, um, we offer the trade. Trade is accepted. Now we start the draft. So let's see what happens when we trade back from 11 to 20. So, um What's good, Roger? He says, Roger says, we need to move JD to wide receiver exclusively. I'm okay with that. But if you move JD to wide receiver, then goodbye, Curtis Samuel. There is no place for Curtis Samuel if, if JD's playing wide receiver. Because JD is literally a slot wide receiver, right? Playing running back. So you move JD to the slot, then Curtis Samuel, where do you put him? And I don't even trust Curtis Samuel, honestly. Until he shows me something on the field, I don't know who, who he is. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm kind of down on Curtis Samuel right now, which is why I desperately think the team needs a wide receiver in this draft. Um, so here's another scenario where we've traded down to 20. And in this range, that's the range where you're going to see Chris Olave. You're going to see him around this range. Um, he's a, a wide receiver that could go, you know, somewhere around here. Now, if I'm trading down, right, I'm trading down to grab a wide receiver because all of the other skill, I mean, all of the other choices that we, that we could have grabbed are gone. Like, I don't see us taking any offensive lineman, right? I don't see – I mean, 
a guy like George Pickens is available, but I like George Pickens like in the late 20s. Let's say we traded with the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs or Green Bay Packers to get one of those first-round picks or a first and a third or whatever the case may be. George Pickens is a guy that I like in the mid uh, to late um, uh, late second. Uh, Beast from Georgia, you know, had that great freshman year and got hurt. Um, so for me, it's Chris Olave once again. If I'm, trading, if I'm trading down to 20, that means we're trading down to grab a wide receiver. You could take a safety in the first round, but it just doesn't make too much sense. Like, you can trade down and get a Juwan Brisker if you trade it with Kansas City, right? It, I mean, it's going to be a super, super late uh, a first. I don't see a wide receiver being an option there. Maybe you grab a, a guy like John Mechie with pick 47 if you go Brisker in the first round. If you're picking, like, pick 29 or whatever the case may be whatever pick uh, Kansas City had. So all kinds of scenarios. I'm just kind of going through just everything. So we come back, um, and with this pick right here, his brisker, uh, you know, he's staring at me again. But this time we're not going to go brisker. We're going to go linebacker. You have Leo Chanel, who I love. Brian Osamoa, I love him too. Uh, Troy Anderson, he's nice. Um, I mean, these are guys that you can get later on in this draft. But I'm going to pick a linebacker. I'm going to go Brian Osamoa just because. So our very next pick is going to be that pick that we acquired in the trade with Pittsburgh, which is pick 84. Hopefully there's something nice waiting for us at pick 84. Hopefully a tight end. Uh, Meg Bryant might be gone by now. Let's see what tight ends are available with this pick right here. All right. This guy, Jeremy Ruckert, has been moving up the boards. Uh, people are talking about him. Uh, he has a chance to be a special tight end. Uh, you have Cade Otten. You know, um, he's nice. But a lot of these tight ends are going to be system guys um, outside of the top two or top three. I do love this class. Obviously, this class is way better than the class that had Cole Komet as his best tight end. Jelani Woods has tons of upside. And he's going to be a guy that goes in the second or third round. You know what I'm saying? He's an athletic tight end. Um, you have people talking about James Mitchell, uh, Kate Otten, uh, like I told you guys, uh, Chisholm. Okonkwo, he's another tight end from Maryland. Uh, so you have you have a, a, a nice group of guys. Charlie Kolar, uh, Isaiah Likely. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. You can get lucky and find one of these other tight ends in the fourth round if you're lucky. So let's just skip tight end for now. We've grabbed our um, wide receiver. We've grabbed our um, linebacker, right? So let's look at safety. Let's see what's going on in safety right now. Uh oh, I put I put special teams. My bad, y'all. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. There it is. All right, so you have Brian Cook. You have Dane Belton. Uh, I'm not familiar with a lot of these guys. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not familiar. I'm not gonna like lie. Like if I know these guys, uh, I haven't heard much of any of these guys. I've heard Marquise Bell as a later uh, later guy. Uh, Smoke Monday, what a name. So safety does seem like an option at this point in the draft. Um, let's see what's best available. Carson Strong, I think that Carson Strong is going to be um, that Davis Mills type guy this year. Whatever team that grabs Carson Strong, he's a guy that you grab and stash and see what you have in him uh, moving forward. But I don't think we draft a Carson Strong because – 
I don't know if he can be a franchise quarterback. His medicals have to check out. At the end of the day, we are tied to Carson Wentz for at least two years, at least two years. It, it, I mean, it, it, it just only makes sense uh, uh, buying into Carson Wentz. And then you can see us grabbing some athletic tight ends because Carson Wentz is a tight end kind of guy. So at this point in the draft, um, you can go corner. You, I mean, you literally could could go running back, honestly. I mean, that's possibly where I would go. If I picked up this extra pick right here, I possibly would go running back. And like I said, I love Pierre Strong. I also love Zamir White. I think Zamir White will be a perfect complement, just like Pierre Strong, to Antonio Gibson. So in this scenario, I'm going to go running back. James Cook is nice. He's versatile. But I like Zamir White better for what we're trying to do being that Gibson is already here. I think that Samir White has that Nick Chubb-type potential in the NFL. So I'm going to go Samir White right here in the third round. Um, third round, fourth round is going to be the sweet spots for running backs. You're going to see maybe two running backs go in the second round, maybe three if a team loves Isaiah Spiller. But I think that third and fourth round is where you're really going to get your bang for your buck. Tons of value when you're drafting a running back. So we took Samir White. Now, at this point in the draft, now we go get our tight end. I think that the sweet spot for Washington has to be um, in the fourth round. And like I said, there are tons of guys that you can grab from Jake Ferguson to Charlie Kolar to Kate Otten. I'm going to take Jeremy Ruckert. Um, Ohio State uh, has tons of upside. Uh, some people like him. Some people don't like him. He's climbing up the boards. He can be a sleeper in this draft. Some people are projecting him to be the best tight end in, in this draft. So we don't know. Trey McBride is a name that everybody knows and loves. And then, you know, some people like Watermeyer. There's tons and tons of tight ends. Rucker could be a gem. You know what I'm saying? We have to remember that George Kittle was drafted in the fifth round. He wasn't used in college. He comes to the NFL and he's being used perfectly. Hey, what's good, Hawk, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. I appreciate you, bro. It says uh, we need to hop on Cook at running back. I love Cook. I think that Cook is a lot similar to what Antonio Gibson gives you. If you bring in a, if you bring in, a, if you bring in a Cook, I can get get my words out. My bad, y'all. If you're bringing in Cook, that means possibly him and Gibson. I, I look. I understand that Ron Rivera loves versatility and position flex and all of this. And you know, Cook is great, a great receiving back, and he can run the ball as well. But it's just, I mean, they Scott Turner does love running backs that can do a little bit of both, right? You want a guy that can catch and run. So Cook does make sense. I'm okay with Cook, but I'm also I'm also okay with Zamir White. Uh, what's good, my brother? DMV Sports Zone in the building, man. Appreciate you hopping on. So, um, yeah, this draft right here is uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy so far. So at this point in the draft, you're just kind of grabbing whatever that's available out of what you need. Uh, we do need a guard. We, we do need guard depth. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, this guard out of North Carolina just keeps jumping out to me. He just keeps jumping out to me. He's like, draft me, draft me. So we draft the guard from North Carolina, Joey E. I'm not going to attempt his last name again. Um, now we, I mean, at this point in the draft, seventh round, you're grabbing pieces for both you know, offensive line, defensive line. So I would possibly say grab a defensive uh, lineman. I really don't care who they grab at this point. These are guys that could make the team, might not make the team. The scouts, this is where the scouts get paid. I mean, this is what they get paid to do. You could elect to grab another linebacker just because you just need as much 
help at linebacker as possible. And there's nothing better than bringing in the guy off the draft. I mean, out of the draft, that's hungry seventh rounder. They fight. These guys are the guys that fight to make the team. The majority of the league is made from fourth rounders to seventh rounders. These, these are your death pieces. These are the guys that can play special teams. So, in this portion of the draft, you're looking at a guy to fill a position, but you also need guys on special teams. So you can elect to grab an offensive lineman and another tackle, but what are the chances that a seventh-round tackle makes the team? I mean, Charles Leno made the team, made Pro Bowl, right? So uh, you just never know. You can grab a linebacker at this spot. You can grab a, a tackle at this spot. Let's just go linebacker. So we doubled up on linebacker. Um, you just get to add it to what we already have, and maybe you grab a veteran in free agency, and that rounds up your linebacking core with six. Um, we'll see what happens in free agency. I still think that the team grabs a few guys that they don't, you know, grab after the draft. Now, the computer does not love my Zamir White pick <laughs> in the third round. I don't think that the value for this system wanted a running back in the third. I mean, running back in the fourth would have been a sweet, uh, sweet pick, but. Wanted to kind of switch things around since I did get Pierre Strong in the fourth round in the last mock. So you have Chris Olave at pick 20, Brian Asamoa at pick 47, Zamir White at pick 84, Jummy Ruckert at pick 113. You have uh, Joshua E. from uh, North Carolina in the sixth round. And in the seventh round, we just picked up an extra defensive lineman in the interior and then a linebacker in Jan Sandburn. He just sounds like a killer. You know what I'm saying? Jack Sandburn. Like he just, I mean, he could be a Colcom, I mean, a, a Cole uh, Holcomb type guy. So you just never know. So I'm about to dive into these comments. Uh, it says, remember Ron? Uh, Ron had Stewart and Williams, one-two punch. Yes, but you remember, Stewart was more of the runner, right? And then Williams was the one that was versatile that can catch the ball. So you don't want two running backs to do the exact same thing. I get what you're saying. I, and look, Cook will fit. I like James. I'm a, look, I'm a James Cook fan, okay? But I just feel like Zamir White just has that intangibles of, of an actual pure runner. He's an actual pure runner. He's a guy that when he gets the ball, he's going to grab three yards per contact. You know what I'm saying? Per, you know, you can't go wrong with either or. But, yes, Ron Rivera does want, want to run the ball, regardless of Carson Wentz being here. He wants to run the ball. So I, I definitely see – Washington definitely grabbing a running back in this draft. If not in the third, if they acquire a third, most likely the fourth round is a sweet spot for either running back or tight end. I do think they grab one of those guys or they trade back in the fourth and pick up an extra fifth just to pick up another tight end and a running back combo. But I do see us grabbing one of these running backs. This league, uh, this draft is, is filled with running backs. You have some guys that are sleepers in here that can come in and provide depth or provide a compliment. Um, obviously, outside the top three or four guys, um, you have guys like Rashad White that's versatile that can do a little bit of both. But I'm sick and tired of having these versatile position flex running backs. Give me a real running back. Give me a running back that actually was born to be a running back. Don't give me a guy that was born to be a receiver. Now he's playing running back. No, give me a pure runner, a guy who understands running. You have Jared Patterson, but you need more. So, if not Jerry, I mean, if not uh, James Cook, then you can you know get a guy like Zamir White. There's tons of guys, like I said, in this draft that can be two down, three down running backs. So let's see what happens. Uh, let me see. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> did two mock drafts. I'm not gonna do any more. Um, but at pick eleven, 
like I said earlier on, for those who are just now joining, there are definitely like up to six choices that I'll be okay with. And it's Kyle Hamilton, uh, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave, Derek Stingley Jr., and Sauce Gardner. Give me the sauce. So any of these six at pick 11, I'm cool with. And I'm also cool with a trade back scenario to where we do add a weapon. If we do not come out of this draft with a wide receiver who has potential to be a star wide receiver, I'll be mad. Or if you don't get a wide receiver that is capable of creating separation or creating some kind of um, – because Terry's always double, triple. Let's get some eyes off of Terry. Let's get a guy that compliments him. You still have Curtis Samuel in the slot. So we're not looking for a jag. No offense to Dayami Brown. No offense to uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden. We need a guy that can be special. That's what we're looking for. That's why I'm looking for a wide receiver in the first or second round. Guys like Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuels, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, those guys are hard to find. Those guys were found outside of the first round, right? But how easy is it to find those guys? So you gotta take a stab at a wide receiver in the first and second round because I mean, this wide receiver, right? I mean, this draft class is so rich in wide receivers that you can really grab somebody really, really nice in these first two rounds. John Mechie's out there, Sky Moore is out there. Uh, Christian Watson, he's more of a project. He's out there. Um, but I don't know how he fits in the scheme. But he is a bigger receiver. He's 6'4", tons of speed. But I still think that he needs to refine his game. So there's tons of wide receivers in this draft. I'm excited about it. Uh, hopefully we come out with the right guy. I really don't necessarily care who we grab. But we got to grab a wide receiver. We, we, like we have to come out of this draft with either a linebacker or a safety. And hopefully a linebacker or a safety that has potential to become a star. Like we're not looking for, for just pieces to just put on the team. We're looking for, for game changers. And I'm okay with drafting a game changer in the first round, whether it's defense or offense, we need another game changer in the second round. Then if we don't trade back, if we don't make any trades and, that, and those are the first two picks that we have in day one and day two, I'm okay with it. Playmaker wide receiver with, with with the potential to become a star. I think that Terry does get paid. So, but there's also an insurance just in case that something goes south with Terry. Uh, the Debo Samuels talks, you guys can put that to bed. It's not happening. Uh, you haven't paid Terry, and <laughs> Debo hasn't been paid. I think Debo wants a unique situation where he picks a team that he goes to and picks the quarterback that he wants to play with. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have tons of needs. It's on to the draft. If I don't see you guys before Thursday, I want to say um, good luck in the draft. Happy drafting. Hopefully, uh, we draft a few guys that the fan base is happy with. The funny thing with the fan base is no matter what the commanders do, you're either going to be happy or sad. Like It's like there's no in-between. There's no, okay, with the Carson Wentz deal, everybody was either on board or not on board. So it's going to be the same way with the draft. Just remember if the commanders do not draft a wide receiver in the first round, it's not the end of the world. Now, I will be mad if they go with the off-ball linebacker in the first round. I would be pissed off, okay? Um, Kyle Hamilton, the special, like I said before, uh, if they grab him at pick 11, I'll be excited. Don't think of Kyle Hamilton as a Buffalo nickel, as a, as a Buffalo nickel linebacker or whatever you want to call him. He's not coming here to just be a Buffalo nickel. He's coming here to be a playmaker. We're going to be able to move Kyle Hamilton all over the field, similar to what the Pittsburgh Steelers do with Nick Fitzpatrick. So 
Keep that in mind. He's going to be a game changer. He's going to be a Troy Palomalo type of guy where you're looking for him. Offenses are looking for him. They're game planning against this guy. They're like, where is he coming from? This is a guy that you want to take out the game plan, and he's that special. Cal Hamilton is the real deal. So, guys, this is my time. This is the back row Washington Commander show. Hope you guys enjoyed this stream and this episode. If you guys have Apple, Spotify, subscribe to the back row Commander show. Tons and tons of content go on there. Even when I don't stream, I still record and put content on that podcast, the Back Row Commander Show. So, guys, this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please like, please subscribe, please share, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.